Okay, that is uh, the other section. Uh, still here with Jason, with Keith, and with Vez. And I expect uh, Christian to jump in any minutes now. We will add him uh, to the call as soon as we can. Two pieces. We will look at the international games. And when you hear the sheer amount of people that we've sent out on uh, international games... Um, there's something there where we can say, well, we do have quite a few. Um, going over the list, we got Simon Mignolet and Divock Origi going away with Belgium. Uh, we've got Klavan with Estonia, uh, Klein and Lalana with the England team, Emre Chan with Germany, Ginny Wijnaldum for Holland. He uh, he had a knock in training. He got a boot to his head, felt a bit of nausea, went off, but should be fine. Uh, Coutinho and Firmino moving away with the Brazil team, Sadio Mane playing. Um, luckily, he won't be travelling far. They play in Paris and um, somewhere on the island, I think. Um, at least uh, he won't be travelling far. Markovic will be travelling... Uh, well, he's unknown. Um, loads and loads of youngsters and um, there's the interesting story of Ben Woodburn and Harry Wilson going away uh, and Danny Ward yeah and Danny Ward with the first uh, the, the full team of for the, the Wills the, the, the first Wills team so um, that is a long list in the end it's 23 players going for yeah Grucek Grucek is going for under 21 yeah. as is Joe Gomez Ray Fulton, yeah, it's Trent, all of them. Yeah, Trent, Trent's moving. Ryan Brewster got a call up. Connor Masterson. Um, twenty-three players in all. Twenty-three players in all, and that include of that excludes Daniel Sturridge and um, Henderson uh, and, and Henderson going away with England. So, um, what do you make of this? Is there a game that you're looking forward to? Um, anyone? Personally, as I'm looking all... the Merseyside derby. <laughs> as long as they all come back uninjured, I'll be happy. Exactly. I mean, how can you get excited? About, uh, first of all, it's a friendly against Germany, and we play the mighty Lithuanians. Come on, get back. Let's get the Merseyside derby on. <laughs> I think one of the problems is at the moment as well is that a lot of, uh, although a lot of our players are involved with the national teams, quite a lot of them have, are in reserve positions now. So... You look, um, Klein, for example, is... Hello, everyone. Hello, hi, uh, hey, Christian. Uh, Christian. Christian joining <laughs> us in the call. So, um, hi, you guy. Um, sorry, hi. Christian, you were saying? Yeah, so Klein has uh, obviously lost his place to Walker, so he's um, in reserve. And, uh, yeah, I think um, Arigi and Mignolet will be, will be backups as well. Um Lalana plays in a slightly strange role for for England. Um, so it's I don't know how good experience it is for the players when they when they go and play for the international teams. Really, my biggest concern there, uh, Jason, is uh, Firmino and Coutinho. Coutinho will probably start because he's had a uh, quite a few good games for Brazil lately. They're travelling a long way. There's a lot of time difference, and they are the two critical players. In the, in the Liverpool lineup as well. So those 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 are the two 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 ones. So, sorry, sorry, Vess. With uh, Gabriel Jesus injured, 
I think Firmino will start also. That's even worse. So, so, so with him traveling all that distance <laughs> and and playing uh, all the t uh, playing a, a lot of minutes, uh, I think they will be the my most biggest concern. Where does Ginny play in the uh, Netherlands team, Eric? Um, um, it... We'll have to see. They play um, a bit of a similar role, uh, a similar style to what we have with uh, a 4-3-3 with one defensive midfielder and two basically box-to-box -box midfielders. Um, when Alden plays in one of the two more upfront central midfielder roles. Um, but it can also be that depends a bit on, on who we play, that we play with two box-to-box -box midfielders and one absolute 10. Uh, if we play the 10, when Alden is, is the 10, if Snyder isn't fit. Um, mm. so he, he plays a central role and um, that's something that he really wants as well So, Is anyone else surprised that Southgate isn't using Lallana as a central midfielder given his success for Liverpool this season in the position? I'm actually astonished about the way the England midfield has been set up uh, Rooney during the Euros was a, was a, oh, no, an absolute no, no. disgrace when you've got Henderson <laughs> on, on the bench. So, you know, players that can actually play midfield. Um, I read today that Noble, who, okay, doesn't have a very good season, hasn't got a single cap. You know, and, and they try to put in all these players. Um, Della Alli has a, a great season, or two great seasons as some free roll attacking stuff and he get played in, in midfield it doesn't really make any sense to me no it really doesn't you know you've got an abundance of, of quality players up front um, you know with, with Sterling with Walker with uh, Oxlade well Oxlade's maybe in, interesting in, in, in playing central midfield as well but, um, you know, he, he can play out wide. You've got Antonio able to play out wide. Uh, you've got a couple of strikers through the middle with, with Vardy, with, uh, well, not, not with Sturridge, but with, oh, no, Harry Kane isn't in there either. So, well, that, that means Vardy Jermaine won't play. Oh, yeah, Jermaine Default. One of the most overrated players ever. He, he puts the goals away. Yeah, he's, yeah. The sm he's, he's the small and, and quick version of Darren Bent. You know, they're very, very good in the teams where they're the absolute star, but they're just not very, very good. It'll be interesting to see his lineup. Yeah, but so, but basically, if you if you look at the, the latest, well, first of all, uh, Christian, uh, now you're in the call. Um, can you tell us something about Emre Chan's role in the uh, German German team? No, he was <clears throat> he, he was always used by by um, Löw as a replacement, um, as, as a, I think as, as a left back mainly. And so a very much different role from what we know from Liverpool. And um, he, but he's the only substitute. He's not. He's not first choice. Okay. So um, also tonight, I think it was just a cameo. And um, yeah, he's a, he, he, He's in fact. Um, yeah, 
uh, second secondary secondary player. He's he's of no real, real importance, and anyone else could take his role too. So he's not a big success there. Okay. Um, he was obviously included in the Euros team, and he played in uh, in the semi-finals, and he played there as a midfielder, and and kept Popa relatively quiet. So um, Löw sees does see him also as a uh, as a midfielder. Um, how does that does work? How how does it work for him as 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 a as a back? Is is Lover just saying I really like you, but I can't afford to drop either Kadira or Cross or any other of these very very talented midfielders that we've got? So you're playing out wide or at at fullback or something. My impression is that that um, Emre Chan does not feel very well and does not feel highly appreciated at that within that team and. Uh, Appreciated by by the coaching staff. So, for, reading from his face, I would say he's not very happy there. Oh, okay. he, any any interesting quotes on that? Where did you hear that, Christian? No, I, I read from his face. Yeah, when the, when, the, when the camera zooms in, all yeah, uh, all the time in in the in the. Um, Play, uh, in the games of the national team, when China's on the pitch and uh, the camera zooms in, he's, he doesn't seem to be very happy. Oh, okay. That's my personal po- um, my, my, um, how I personally um, get this. And um, also in, in the the play on the pitch, he he is not. Ah, he, he does not really perform that much. He's he's more cautious. He yeah. He, 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 he sometimes he seems to disappear. And the, the media usually is not very happy with with Chan's role, so his his rank his ratings um, afterwards are not very good. Okay. Well, I think the why he's unhappy is probably because he is played as, at left back, just like Milner the other day said again said that he doesn't like playing at left back. He only does it because Klopp yes. asks him to. Exactly but, right. But uh, if he did, if he didn't play at left back, he wouldn't be playing at all. So he should exactly be, right. be, thank, be thankful for that. I think Same he, as James Milner. I think uh, Lev uh, keeps Emre Can in the squad because of his versatility. Because he yeah. can play as a full back, he can play as a centre back, he, he can play in midfield. So you never know when you're going to need an extra man on 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 what part of the pitch. And having someone like Emre Can coming from the bench. Well, I think maybe, I, th- I think his on... starting role has been good recently. Yeah, I think he's really catching steam. Um, there's talk Absolutely. about the new. There's talk about his new contract, and he said it isn't about the money because I don't care about the money that much. Um, it's about other things, and well, there's there's rumors going around that it's all about um, his his starting role that he wants to be in the six. Um, so he wants, um, you know, um, some reassurances that he won't be thrown around the team, stuff like that. He had a quote about him not being able to run because of his hamstrings or something. He couldn't sprint that much that is needed in the more forward roles. Um, especially now his, his, well, he's, as you say, he's, he's a fringe player for the German team. He obviously would want that central midfield role for, uh, for his country as well. Is there something there in, in the contract negotiations as well? Does it extra weigh in? What do you think, uh, Christian? I, 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 
I agree with you. I think it's it's mainly about his role. He he's he's playing within the team. He wants to start. He wants what what we call in Germany a starting guarantee. He wants to to play um yeah a more important role within the team and not just just uh, as a bench as a as a as a substitute. And um, I think it's mainly mainly around that. And he does not get what he wants, and that's why the contract hasn't been signed yet. I must say, I can't see Klopp promising him anything regarding a starting position. In you, can't. The you can't guarantee any player a starting position. Exactly. No. No, no. But now he's started to fight, so which is which is very good, and he has played extremely well. And I've never seen Chan playing as as good as he played recently. I have to say, I, thought, uh, I actually liked the way he started the the, the campaign. Uh, he, he he had some great games and then got injured. And, and, and it's taken time to get back to that level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my focus was not on China. I mean, the, with, the, with the new players, Mane and, and Wijnaldum, okay, that took a bit of the view away from China, I have to admit. Okay, um, I want us to move on to the um, actual Mythbusters, the central piece of the second <laughs> session of this forecast. Um When we look at all those um, names and, and the countries they play for, we've got two starters for Brazil. We've got a starter for Holland. We've got a starter for, uh, well, it's, it's a fringe player for the world champions um, and, and a couple of starters for um, for England or so Liverpool's basically uh, uh, an English club. So, you know, that's all big countries. We've got two, two squad players in the Belgian team. Um, that you could say so okay we've got quite a lot of, of players who are held in very high regards Sadio Mane nearly winning the African player of the year so basically we've got quite a couple of stars but do we really have stars and the myth that I want to say is do FSG and Klopp underestimate what star power means in England and allow me to introduce that I was watching the PSV versus Atletico Madrid game and the absolute shithouse that Martin Atkinson is referee that game there were two blatant <laughs> moments where PSV should have got the absolute benefit and um, on Champions League level Atletico Madrid should have gotten a red card should have gotten two two penalties against and PSV should have walked that game but Atkinson as the English referee that he is um, will <laughs> obviously never ever benefit a smaller team a smaller player um, I saw him in one of Manchester United games Pogba fell over did absolute, there was absolutely nothing in there he just fell over. There was an instant foul. Messi has that. We used to have that with Suarez. I, I'd argue with you that any of the three penalty shouts that we had that we didn't get the other day against City, if that had been Suarez, it would have been given. Um, so, that is my myth of today. Um, anyone care to, to, to start saying you're right, you're wrong? Pile of crap. <laughs> Challenge me? Why? <laughs> because I just like to. I just like to say whatever you say. I like to say the opposite, just to, to wind you up. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, 
I, yeah, the big name players do tend to get favorable decisions. Yes, I think that's a given throughout the entire world. If you're a world superstar, you tend to get looked after a little bit better. You know, you 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 tend to get the decisions going for you. If you you're at at Real Madrid, a Barcelona, a Bayern Munich, yeah, I take it. We're a young team. We're a run team. We're growing. We're going to create our own star players. Um, we've already got a few. We're inconsistent because we're in that transition period. I don't think, uh, in terms of the myth that FSG or club doesn't uh, latch on to the fact that we need the star quality in the Prem, I think they do, but in a different uh, different way. Klopp wants to mould a team, and he's not going to go out and get a star player that doesn't fit into our in, into our profile and the way we want to play. He's more about creating superstars than than buying superstars. So he will take good quality youngsters and turn them into superstars. And I think that's the way he likes to, and I think that's the way he will set it up. So I don't I don't think it's a, it, it's a real myth to bust or not to bust. I just think we won't go down that route. I kind of agree and disagree. So uh, I do think that FSG has tried to sign star players uh, and um, it I think that was a major reason behind the signing of uh, Balotelli. So obviously he was the wrong player at the time, but I think the, that was kind of part of the reasoning, you know, not having a um, a name, if you like. Mm-hmm. And we also tried to sign Gotza last season as well. So uh, even with, uh, I do think you're right in that I think Klopp prefers to train players, but Clearly, I still think if he could have got got to last season, it's you know it's it's a name and and maybe you would get some of that. He might get a penalty. Uh. Do you do you think do you think Gotza is a will is a superstar? He can't. Well, make, he didn't make the Bayern team. Yeah, no, no. Hold it. Certainly wait, a name. Wait one second. He? Yeah, definitely a name, but. He is not a world superstar in the same sense as a Suarez, a Neymar, a Messi, a Ronaldo, a Ibrahimovic, a, a, a Rooney, a Gerard. He's not in that category. Um, I, I, I had he, a I had a, a couple of training sessions earlier days with um, uh, Jan Wouters, who was um, uh, international for for Holland, who won the Euros. With Kuman and Van Basten and Gullit, mm-hmm. and um, he told me you win the game uh, before the game starts. You know, lining up before you get onto the pitch. Um, that's where you win the game. You know, when 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 the likes of Van Basten and and Gullit just stare down at your opponent, and you know, instilling fear. You know. You don't want to go out there thinking, oh, Jesus, these lads are up for this game. These lads want to, and these lads are absolutely the best that we're going to encounter. And they're going to do all that they can do. I don't want to go out there. And they already lost the game. And, you know, on top of that, um, Rijkaard or or Wouters or... um, They they would... uh, They they would get stuck in in the first minute and, and just take away all the belief... The, the fact that Boro rolled over and died before the game was played against uh, United 
the weekend shows <laughs> that Burrow is absolutely shit. But they were also, <laughs> uh, but they're also thinking, uh, okay, Jesus, this, this, it's Man United um, with all these star players. They're not. They're really mm. not. But it, it how do you explain our record minds. against the top, the top eight teams then, if that's the case? Because um, they don't roll over. They play football, and we got a very good thing against them. But it's the fact that everybody fancy playing against us. We don't win that game because Jordan Henderson, because Phil Coutinho, because Robert Firmino. They're all top players. They're all very, very good. And they're all Champions League level players. But they're not the ones that will look at you and you think, Jesus Christ, I'm playing against Jordan Henderson today. They will think that after the game, Jesus, what did we encounter? But they don't do it before the game. So we don't you remember, the you remember when we were on the run. On the Eric road. has just created a new myth. <laughs> yeah, so the keys, go on. You, you remember when we were on a run in the beginning of the year when we were wiping everybody off the pitch? Everybody after that game said, Liverpool is the hardest team we've played against and the best team we've played against. Exactly right, yes. Yeah, we, what, was, what, what happened, just hold on one sec. Oh, what yeah, happened right. was... We went through the dip of not having a big enough squad, not having a deep enough squad, and the injuries and the missing players took its toll. We couldn't keep our momentum going that we built up through the first half of the season and let it sell ourselves down in January. So that myth was broken. That's the only thing that happened, is and that that those problems will be corrected this summer when we bring in more quality and more depth. I, I There's nothing wrong with the squad. I understand that, but um, that's after the game, and I'm talking before the game. When it, you it, go we, out and you you maul teams the way we did in the beginning of the season, don't tell me everybody's going to want to line up against us after we've we've hammered uh, Arsenal, after we, uh, we we should have beaten Spurs, after we beat City, after we beat Chelsea at the Bridge. Don't tell me the other teams were looking forward to playing us. I think the one the one who's really got a bit of a fear factor is um, Mane. I, I think defenders really worry again about playing. I mean, yeah, uh, look at Otamendi when he he looked like he was running through water or something when he was trying to uh, uh, race against Mane. Yeah, Mane is is someone who potentially has that. He has that that Suarez esque, and he isn't he isn't there yet because I think. Um, Suarez would have gone down before Otamendi. He would have drawn a bit more contact with Otamendi and get him sent off. Well, Suarez wasn't Suarez either at his age, I think. (laughs) No, no, obviously... He was biting his way through Holland at that stage. Yeah, exactly. Um, He was nearing the end. Uh, uh, He was nearest transfer to to, to Liverpool at this age of Sadio. But, you know, that is... That is one of the players that potentially have that. I agree with with, with Jason. Um, so, would you say this summer we will buy someone who who has that, or do we buy players of the ilk of you know? Nobody cares that Simon Mignolet is in goal, but people do think Jesus, that's the Gea. I need if it's not a hundred and ten percent, he will get it. And that takes belief away from players. 
And, you know, in in the end, Simon Mignolet doesn't do that. Loris Carrius doesn't do it. And they're good. Can and I just cut in here, please, yeah, yeah, Eric? Yeah, please, please. Uh, uh, there's a couple of things that I'd like to say here. Uh, I think it's disgraceful for a club like Manchester United to spend all that money on superstars and still have David De Gea as their best player. Still have him <laughs> saving the points. Uh, I also, that, that's one thing. Uh, another thing that I wanted to say, I remember... A good point. That is a good point and I like that point. I remember it was somewhere, I believe, 2002-2003, uh, when the Brazilian Ronaldo was playing at Real Madrid. And there was one situation, I think they played, I don't know which team, some, some team from the lower half of the Spanish league. And he took the ball, went towards the goal, and he lost the ball. And then he was frustrated and put in a very late tackle from behind on, on the defender that dispossessed him. And the referee gave a foul and he booked him. And the, the commentator on Serbian TV that, that covered the game said, well, you know, the ref could have forgiven uh, could have forgiven him. I, I mean, that's Ronaldo we're talking about here. And I was disgusted with that. <laughs> I, must say. I, I was very disgusted with that. And I was like, well done, ref. It, it was a foul. It was a clear booking. I don't care if that's three Ronaldos or Maradona or Pelé. <laughs> and I was Anybody also... with the name Ronaldo, I'd book anyway, just for the sake of it. <laughs> just to be sure. I also, I also, I was also disgusted when when Pep Guardiola, when uh, during his his Barcelona days, ahead of uh, El Clasico game, he said that he'd like to take this opportunity to ask the referee of the game to guard Messi a bit from the savage blows of Real Madrid players. And that's a disgusting statement for me as well, because the ref should know how to do his job. And the rules apply, like for for, for Sergio Ramos and, and, I don't know, Karim Benzema. So exactly the same rules go for, for Lionel Messi. So... I don't see, I, I mean, the stuff like that, the, the things you say, that the penalties and fouls are given to, to superstars uh, that, that aren't given to other players, that's, that's a sound fact, but that's something that I detest personally. No, I, I, no, I agree. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how important it is. I've just been thinking about it, actually, uh, while we've been having this discussion, and... Uh, United this season have signed Pogba and Ibrahimovic. And how long were they sixth for? I think they've only just moved up to fifth. Um, the team who I think in the last 10 years, maybe a little bit more, who's been most successful in the Premier League has been Chelsea. And they've often not signed absolute world-class players, but players who were just below that. Um, exactly, exactly. And that's how they've that's how they've got their success. And if you think about it, when they've gone out and spent a lot of money and bought a world class player, then they've had Torres or 
I forget the name of the the striker now they signed from um, from Milan for a lot of money as well, and Shevchenko. and he flopped. Shevchenko, yeah. Oh, um, the biggest turkey since Christmas. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> for them, for them, what's been successful in uh, in the Premier League is is signing those players just just below the top and um, making sure that they've got plenty of them in uh, all of the positions. Exactly, and they, they did make a few mistakes, uh, like uh, giving up on De Bruyne or uh, signing Juan Cuadrado and stuff like that. But they've also had a couple of nails hit on the head with like the likes of Azar and William and even Diego Costa. Yeah, with all that signing, they're still what seventeen points behind Chelsea. We're talking about Chelsea, aren't we? No, no I'm talking about United. With yeah. All those, yeah, yeah, those exactly, big exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think that was my point. So, you know, Chelsea have had a. It seems strange to say to say this now, but they've they've got a relatively sensible transfer strategy, and um, that's why I like uh, what Klopp is doing. To be honest with you, Jason, yeah. Uh, yeah. he's doing well, exactly the same. Well. He's got the same sort of modus operandi, and yeah. because Klopp plays a certain style. He doesn't want to get an established star that says, fuck you, I've been playing like this and scoring, being golden glove for three years in a row. Don't tell me how to play the game. He wants to take those hungry hungry players that want to take that next step up, that will listen to him, that will play to his game plan. So I, 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 don't, I don't mind our strategy at this moment. We've got to trust Klopp. He's done it. He's done it in a, in a, in a, in a harsh environment in the Bundesliga against the mighty Bayern uh, Munich. Um, he he's obviously knows what he's doing. So let's see how it pans out in his third season or his second and a half season. I mean, we have to keep in mind that, that he, he, we were a bit unlucky that, that uh, we did not get all the players we wanted. Yeah. We fell short of, of several, several signings and, and um, this has cost us a lot of points. In, in December, January, February, and um, so it, it will get better. It will only get better, and, and uh, we are on the right track. Yeah, it's just a, a matter of pa- of patience, and um, yeah, we keep on going. I don't see the uh, big big problems for us there. Um, we will get better players, more of them. We will get more squad depth, and if we get CL, we will get top quality players. If 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 a little yeah, bit of if, faith there. If when. When? Yeah, I'm. I always say, I always say, if Eric says we get it with closed eye, with the eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, let's let's change to when for this for this podcast, <laughs> and uh, have another beer, and then everything looks better. <laughs> but we are on the right track. We had we had, we didn't have in we didn't get enough quality players, enough of the players we wanted, and that was yeah. And, and Klopp admits it now. But this I think there's been a sports. turning point in our transfer activity in the last couple of years. Though I think, um, you know, we signed um, uh, Klein and Firmino, uh, um, uh, and then we 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 got Mane and and Ginny this season. And so I think that there's been less wastage and and players who who are ready to go straight into the first team. That pretty robust as well. I mean, Firmino seems to last pretty much the whole season and. We, we haven't had any issues with uh, with Ginny and, and Klein either. Of course, we signed Matip this, you know, as well. So uh, I, I think it's really improved over the last couple of years. 
Exactly. Yeah, I think so too. Um, okay, rounding up the forecast. Uh, thank you very much for all your um, contributions. Can we say the myth is busted? FSG nor Klopp underestimate what star power means in England? Busted. Busted. All right. And, uh, on, on that bombshell or some other very famous closing statement i want to thank you all thank you christian for the short bit that you were here uh keith for your very <laughs> interesting stuff uh on ronnie moran and all the other stuff jason for your insights and uh Fez obviously for agreeing with everybody thank you very much <laughs> no he disagreed um, he disagreed with us today uh, did he now <laughs> ah he did amazing and he, and he was very forthcoming and, and very firm and strong about i disagree with both of you yeah, I was. I agree. Did he? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> he, should, he, he should be banned for for the next one. Then that is a bit too bold. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks, thanks everybody. I hope you think it's cheers, guys, and uh, thanks, thanks everybody. Cheers.